With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio to open God's eternal Word and to study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're turning again in our Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter number 5 and verse number 18, and we're continuing our study on the infilling ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Word of God said, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Let me take just a few moments and review our study thus far, and then we'll continue on in the study of the Word of God. We began several weeks ago looking at the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit, after identifying his person, I began the study on the threefold ministry of the Holy Spirit. First of all, we looked at the inviting ministry of the Holy Spirit to the sinner. And then second, we looked at the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit to the saved. And thirdly, we're looking at the infilling ministry of the Holy Spirit for service. And I could spend several days reviewing the detail that we've studied on those thoughts. But we're continuing now on the teaching of the Word of God, on the infilling ministry of the Spirit of God. In the last few broadcasts, we look first of all at the command to be filled. Notice again in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 18. It is not a suggestion. It does not give us a choice. It's not an option, but the Word of God makes a clean, clear statement. The Bible said, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Again, I emphasize it is not an option. It is an obligation for every person who is saved by the grace of God to be filled with with the Spirit of God. May I make another statement? It's not a choice. It's a commandment. God commands us to be filled with the Spirit. So we saw the command to be filled, and then we studied the contrast in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and being filled with the Spirit of God. And we learn from the Word of God in this dispensation of the church that the moment you're saved, the Holy Ghost baptizes you into the body of Christ. That's found in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and in verse number 13, where the Word of God said, Wherefore, by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. And the moment we're saved, that baptism of the Holy Spirit takes place. 
that I challenge you, find me another place in the church epistles where there is any mention of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But then I said to you, though you can only be baptized by the Spirit of God one time, you can be filled with the Spirit of God many times. I believe the Bible teaches that we can be continually filled, but yet I'm aware of the fact that most of us are not. And so the Bible mentions many times where people are filled. And I pointed out to you the difference was that when you're baptized, you are put into the body of Christ. You see, baptism plunges you into something. But then when you're filled, then something is put into you. Now, the Holy Spirit is a person. And the moment we're saved, we receive him into our life. We do not receive part of him one day and then part of him later. No, we receive him immediately. He comes in, takes up his abode, and dwells with us. But to be filled with the Spirit of God is to experience his power upon our lives. And again, I said, we're not filled for a sign. We are not filled for a show, but we are filled for serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So we saw in the contrast of being baptized and being filled, there's only one baptism of the Holy Spirit that takes place the moment you're saved, but then you can be filled with the Spirit of God many times. We went to the book of Acts and we saw where Simon Peter was there on the day of Pentecost when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Then in Acts 4, 8, we saw where he again is filled with the Holy Spirit. And then again in the book of Acts chapter 4, verse number 31, the group of disciples are filled with the Spirit of God. And please may I emphasize again, to be filled with the Spirit is not for a sign, it is not for a show, it is not for a shout, but it is for service. So we began our study looking then at the consequence of being filled with the Spirit of God. We saw the command to be filled. We saw the contrast of being filled. And then we began our study on the consequence of being filled with the Spirit of God. And I said to you, in order to establish truth, sometimes we must expose error. And so we began our study looking in the Word of God at what is the evidence of being filled with the Spirit of God. And I mentioned to you, there are normally three things that are said among those who are involved in some of the ministries of our day. Number one, they say the consequence of being filled with the Spirit of God is the performing of miracles. Number two, they say the consequence of being filled with the Spirit of God is speaking in tongues. And then number three, they say, the consequence of being filled with the Spirit of God is signs. And we started looking at these three things in the Word of God. Let me repeat myself. There is not one verse in this Bible that teaches signs and miracles and wonders is the evidence of a person being filled with the Spirit of God. I challenge you, give me book, chapter, and verse for the teaching of that. 
And again, I'm not grinding an axe. I'm simply exposing error so I can establish the truth. I pointed out to you, the Bible said in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse number 22, for the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block and under the Greek foolishness, but under them which are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. We went also to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 5, and verse number 7, where we find there, the Bible said, For we walk by faith and not by sight. The Christian life is a walk of faith. It is not a walk of seeing signs, but it's a walk of hearing the Word of God and believing the Word of God. Again, I remind you in Romans chapter number 10, and verse number 17, the Bible said, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so we started looking. Does the Bible teach the performing of miracles is a sign or evidence that a person is filled with the Spirit of God? And I said just one simple illustration from the Bible will expose the error of that teaching. We are taught in Luke chapter number 1 that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. But then when we come to John chapter number 10, and in verse number 41, the Bible simply says, And many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracles. But all of the things that John spake of this man is true. So John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost, but he did not perform any miracles. And again, I'm not against miracles. I'm just simply saying that is not a sign that a person is filled with the Spirit of God. Then may I move to the second thought. There are those who say that speaking in tongues is the evidence of being filled with the Spirit of God. May I repeat myself again. There is not one verse in this Bible that teaches that speaking in tongues is the evidence of being filled with the Spirit of God. And again, I lay out the challenge. Show me book, chapter, and verse where the Word of God teaches that. But most of those who would speak in tongues go immediately to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and chapter number 14. But if you read the Word of God and let the Bible say what it says, the Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 21, and verse number 22, the Bible said, In the law it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that they will not hear me, saith the Lord. Now notice verse 22. The Bible said, Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. So here we find that the sign of tongues was given not for the believing church, but for the unbelieving nation of Israel. Notice again the reference made in verse number 21. He said, In the law it is written. The law was not written to the Gentile church. It was written to the nation of Israel. And he said, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And so we saw in the word of God, tongues were given 
as a sign to the unbelieving nation of Israel. Again, I remind you in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 22, for the Jews require a sign. And what Paul is doing is referring back to the book of Isaiah chapter 28, verse number 11, where God said to the nation of Israel, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. And so God sets out the gift of tongues, not for the Gentile church, but for a sign unto the unbelieving nation of Israel. On the future broadcast, we're going to look at three places in the Word of God where tongues were in operation. And each time there was an unbelieving Jew present, there was an apostle present, and the women were not involved in speaking in tongues. But what I'm doing, I'm simply exposing the error in order that I might establish truth as it's taught in the Word of God. Now listen to me, friend. We must not base our faith upon what somebody else says. We must not build our doctrines upon any experience that we might have, but we must come to the Word of God and let God's Word be true and everybody else be wrong. And so if we want to know the truth, we look in the Word of God and find the truth and believe what the Bible says. The Word of God is our final authority. We'll continue tomorrow, the Lord willing. Father, take the Word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white, it's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Argonaut.